Hey, Bev. Hey, Sam. It's, uh, hmm, the door's gone. Uh, it's just gone now? Yeah, right. really? uh, it's missing. Did you just, like, take it off the hinges? Because I feel like... I don't know. You've been a little loosey-goosey about it lately. I figured if we weren't going to lock it, I mean, why the cluck even have it? (laughs) So who did you let in this time? (laughs) So today we have Shannon from Country Fried Tina. Yay! Hello, hello, hello. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Oh, thanks for joining us. It's so funny because I was like I just kept saying like country fried Tina and then I was like shit what is her name oh it's Shannon okay okay (laughs) you're not Tina you're Shannon oh you know that's so funny because I I always I people all the time will always message me and they'll say Tina I'm like man I really should have thought that through I remember the first time I commented on one of your photos of Tina, I said, oh, hang in there, Tina. Like, I hope you're getting better. And then I was like, wait, the chicken's name is Tina, right? It's not her name. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, gosh. Well, she is the star of the show. So it works out. Yeah, she is just such a cutie, too. So I'm excited to learn all about Tina and your other chickens, obviously, because they're important, too. But oh, yes. First, we do have to take care of some business. We do like to go around the room and discuss what everybody is drinking. So, Bev, what are you drinking? It is important. It's educational. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Oh, it totally is. And, you know, today I'm drinking my favorite beer on the planet, which is an Arizona beer. And it is the Coffee Kolsch from Huss Brewing. Somebody drove it out here from Arizona for me a few weeks ago, and I hid some back in the fridge for a special occasion. And I was like, we're talking to somebody that lives in Arizona. That is a special occasion. (laughs) I don't think I've even tried that one. I'm going to have to give that a try. Oh, you definitely do. Huss Brewing is this really great, like, family-owned brewery. And their very first tap room is located right across the freeway from where I used to live in Phoenix. So it's on Elliott and I-10. In the yep. old Rio Salado Brewing Company. Um, and they're super great. Yeah. So next time you're in Phoenix, you have to go by there. I will and definitely do go that. check out their beer. That sounds good. Because the coffee Kolsch is magical. Mm. It's the most yeah. magical beer on the planet because it's both coffee and beer. I mean, it's really like you could just drink <laughs> it in the morning. Like when you wake up. And I have drank it with <laughs> breakfast for dinner, <laughs> but not in the morning. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I wouldn't, you know, judge you, Bev, if you drink it in the morning because <laughs> I drank a beer like the day that Bev and I met. Um, I drank a beer for breakfast, so I get it. Mm. Like it, it happens sometimes. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you drinking, Sam? So I went pretty plain Jane today because I, like I said before, we hit the record button. I'm recovering from, uh. A concert, a Kenny Chesney concert from last night. So I did a bubbly, sparkling water, the mango one. And then I just threw some Tito's vodka in there because I felt like I needed to hydrate. So I'm hydrating while I'm drinking at the same time. I mean, it's practically water, so that works out. Yeah, Yeah. and it's it's clear, so that's better, allegedly, for some reason that I don't (laughs) understand, but it is. Um, no. <laughs> no artificial yeah. colors. Yeah. I guess like dark alcohol, like dark liquor can be rougher on you, like hangover wise. That's what I've heard. It's, I don't think it really matters if you drink too much of either. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Yeah. I think it's but, less uh, calories if it's clear too, isn't, isn't oh, that the case? See, we'll yeah. go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm doing I'm doing Weight Watchers again, so Ooh. there we go. Yeah. Well, it's perfect. Yeah, we'll just log that. <laughs> log, it's probably, log that down. It's probably like five points either way. I'm just like, <laughs> oh. drinking my dinner. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to jump on that vodka train because I am, our friends actually introduced us recently to um, Seagram's Sweet Tea Vodka. Have you heard of it? No, I have not. It is Mm. delicious. It's like drinking. Anyways, you mix that with um, some lemonade, lots of ice, and it's just like you're drinking an Arnold Palmer. You just don't even. It's delicious. It's delicious. So that's what I've got. So good. 
I'll have yeah. to tell my husband about that because Arnold Palmer's are like his favorite thing. I think oh, he feels bougie it. when he orders it at like a regular <laughs> restaurant and we can't be drinking. So yeah, he'll think that's cool. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, my husband, well, drinks um, this uh, sweet tea vodka. He loves it. Absolutely loves it. It's good. Give it a try. I will have to do that. We'll have to go to our friendly liquor store <laughs> owner guy place. <laughs> That didn't come out how I wanted it to. We have a harder time finding liquor than Shannon does in Arizona because Arizona is pretty loosey-goosey with the where you can buy the liquor and the beer from. Um, Neither of our states really are. Oh, yes. I think uh, we have have options over here. Yep. (laughs) So what you're saying is you're set up for success. We are very successful here. Very successful. In getting the alcohol. Lots of options. (laughs) So if you're looking for a good place to have that drink and farm lifestyle, it sounds like AZ is where it's at. Arizona. <laughs> yeah. There it is. There Northern Arizona, too. Northern Arizona, because you don't have to live through the 115 degree summers. Yes. Um, and you still get their sweet alcohol laws. That's there we it. Go. That's exactly it. That's what we call a win-win. Oh, you just took it. I was going to say that right now. Oh. <laughs> We're on the same wavelength. That's Twinning. good. Yeah. <laughs> so... The reason I wanted to have Shannon come on the podcast was because, as most of you might be aware of, if you follow me on Instagram or if you're a listener, we've been talking about Merrick's for freaking forever because I had a scare in my flock and I got a necropsy and it took forever to figure out what was wrong. Now, fortunately, my flock doesn't have Merrick's. Um, I'm going to knock on wood so I don't jinx myself because you can just get it really easily. So I really leaned on Country Fried Tina during that time to give me advice on like how she figured out that she had Merrick's in her flock and things like that. So because there's so much misinformation out there, um, we wanted to bring somebody on that has had real life experience and has a little survivor in Country Fried Tina of Merrick. So obviously we want to get to know you better uh, in general too. We don't want to just talk about all the sad stuff. So why don't you uh, tell us how you got into chickens? I will. Um, You know, I appreciate everybody reaching out because it's just been so awesome to have so many people to lean on and be supportive when this was just a pretty shitty situation mm-hmm. <laughs> to begin with but uh, what happened was we you know we used to live in California we were in the city um, me and my husband we have three kids and we decided we wanted to move them out towards uh, more of a country lifestyle so they can have animals and raise them and um, you know do that stuff because that's just you know what we wanted for them so we moved out here to give that a go we bought our acre and the first animals we purchased, besides our dogs that we have already had, uh, were chickens. So we got them as little babies, and we started out with a a little groupling of them, and then we picked up our silky chickens as well, and that's where we had our Tina. Um, So we've just been raising them, and later on in the flock, we added a rooster, so everything was coming together, and it was all going great. And that's, I mean, you know, that's just how we pretty much got into the chickens, is we just wanted our kids to get to experience that and you know Mm -hmm. get to have an empathy for animals and and learn how to take care of them and we um, all decided on them so we went with that and we had our you know our perfect little flock and our little coop and everything was you know just as we wanted it to be and then everyone started to get a little bit sick but I don't know if you want me to go go into that yet or um no yeah keep you can go into that okay. now. I think that's a nice little segue of everything is hunky dory <laughs> because one of the things Bev and I talk about frequently too that people might be getting sick of is a lot of the times when you're looking on Facebook or Instagram, especially like the really big, beautiful farm accounts, like it seems like oh, nothing yeah. bad ever happens. Yes. So, you know, you know or, or I had a feeling of like invisibility for a while, like nothing was wrong with my flock because I'm just that good of a chicken keeper. And it was very humbling to kind of get knocked off my pedestal a little bit there. Oh God, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Cause you're like, what is happening? You know, everything, right. you know, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and then, you know, something's going wrong and you can't figure it out. So 
yeah. that's kind of you know what happened is we I have I honestly to this day I have no idea what brought it here but from yeah. what all my research is saying is you know anything could have brought it from how contagious it is like a you know a quail walking from yard to yard uh, birds mm-hmm. wild birds you know someone with an infected coop coming into your yard it spreads like wildfire so I don't know what gave it to us but slowly but surely we just started losing them um well we had 12 and now we have eight so we lost four out of our 12 and uh the other eight are are holding holding on so i'm hoping knock on wood that i've got this under control but um yeah they just kind of you know one of our chickens just showed no symptoms and then one day just passed away overnight and i couldn't figure it out and i kind of just chopped it up to gosh, I must have missed something or, you know, mm-hmm. egg bound, you hear all these things. And then if you look things up online, every, every symptoms match every disease, you know, so yes, you could be like right. fluffed <laughs> feathers, they're egg bound or they have merics or they're yeah. dying. Of, and you're like, what the heck? You don't know. Yeah. What's but all <laughs> symptoms lead to dying. That's yeah. the most important yes, part. Yes, and it's always death. You're like, oh, oh chicken's uh, hunched over, dying. I'm like, what the yeah. heck? I can't keep it's up like with WebMD. <laughs> You're yes. like, well, what's the point then? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know my poor husband. He like he just I drive him just absolutely crazy because I'm always, you know, doing that. I'm like, oh gosh, I have a cramp. I'm dying of cancer. Or you know, <laughs> he's like, get off the Google. You know, <laughs> get off know, the so, Google. <laughs> yeah, it's driving him crazy. So yes. then you know the same thing was going on with the chickens. You know, slowly one would be. Oh, and then you know, um, I, if you were following along, we had our buff Orpington. Um, mm-hmm. Arnie, and she was one of my favorites. Of course, it's always the favorites that yes, this happens to. Always. And yeah, and you know, she got the worst case of rye neck I've ever seen, and I had no clue what rye neck was at the time. Mm-hmm. So I I looked it up, and that's that's the really neat thing about this whole um, Instagram thing is you know just all the people that are just so willing to help you. You know, when you put out a you know, the video, I'm like, I don't know what she's got. And then everybody just like, oh, she has this or this or this. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, now I have something to work with. And then you go and try to figure it out, you know. So it was just a, it was really good. But, you know, I fixed, um, well, I thought I had her all healed up. She was back to normal in three days and perfectly great and back with the chickens and totally normal. And then one day she just got sick again. And then that one was a horrible case. she she actually ended up dying in my arms that one oh, and so it was just oh, devastating that's the worst. Yeah. oh it was just horrible and you you know you just feel like there's nothing you could do you know mm-hmm. and it comes out of nowhere because that morning before she was completely fine so yeah. i think that's been kind of the hardest thing to deal with at Merrick's is like one day they look totally normal and the other one they're dead you know right so it's kind of like a you know, a waiting game, honestly, you, I have a, I think I have a pretty good flock now. I'm trying to keep up on their vitamins and make sure they're all, you know, squared away, but it's still, you know, in the bottom, you know, back of your brain, I could walk out there to let them out every morning and one could not be alive because it's just how bad this stinking disease is. Right. So it's kind of a, a weird little niche, but I don't know. But yeah, but you know, I think there are there are more flocks out there that have it than people are even willing to admit because kind of going back to the idea of like that picture perfect Instagram farm, um, which there's nothing wrong with those bigger pretty accounts. Like there's a purpose for that. But I think oh, yes. some people are like kind of almost ashamed if something like this happens to their flock because you you feel like you take such ownership over what you're doing and then yeah. this is just totally beyond your control like you said you don't know how it came in like yeah, it could just be a, a a bird dropping something and like my birds will try to eat anything like they run around with dead mice in their mouth all the time so oh, yeah like, <laughs> mine too they're, they're crazy so. my chickens can't free range right now because there's water balloons all over our backyard and oh. i'm positive that they're gonna eat them all so oh. they don't free range until the kids pick up all the water balloons and they're locked up for a little bit <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i think that's a, it you know that was actually really surprising um as well and it's funny that you do say that because there are I mean, even for me, I struggled with even announcing that I had this going on because you do feel like a sense of embarrassment, like maybe I've done something wrong or 
I don't know. You know, what are they going to say about it? You know, you know, there's just so many standards that people kind of hold you up to. And, you know, but for me, I was just, I felt like I just needed to be open about it because one, it can help me, you know, people that have it can give me advice, which did happen. And, um, so, and then another thing is if, you know, I could help someone else with what they got going on, um, then it's just kind of worth it for me to just be honest about it. But you would be really surprised how many people actually do have it. Um, they, you know, but, and I, you know, I don't blame them for not wanting to say anything, you know? Right. And that's, that's their choice. Like you're, you know, you can decide obviously what you want to talk about openly or not. That's totally your prerogative, but I do think it's powerful. And I've had people come and say to me too in my in my dms like thank you so much for sharing this and you know being so open because now I feel like that I'm not a failure because it's just sometimes these things happen no matter what you try to do so there is a real value in stepping out and talking about those things if you're comfortable with it if you're not that's totally fine there's no judgment with it oh yeah Um, yeah but don't Definitely. be judgmental when, you know, somebody is putting themselves out there because it's it's scary. Oh, like, it is. Know? It's terrifying. And then, mm-hmm. you know, when you um, when they all just started passing away, my rooster was like one of my it's always the favorites, like mm-hmm. I said, but it's just, you know, every time it like hit like a ton of bricks, you're like, what am I doing wrong? And then. You know, I finally decided I was going to do some more research. Um, a lot of people reached out for, to me uh, via IG, and they were just like, hey, have you ever considered this? And I said, you know what, I'm, that's exactly what I'm thinking it is. Um, and I ended up finding, which may be helpful for people if you want to link it or anything, but it's this laboratory in Allen, Texas, where you can ship a little blood sample. It's $18, and you can ship out a blood sample um, from one of your live pets, so you don't have to do, you know, a necropsy or whatnot. Right. Um, and you can send it out, and then it'll come back telling you whether or not your flock is positive. And uh, that's actually what I ended up doing. And it was, um, I think, uh, vetdna.com, I believe okay. it was. But And the results yeah. came back in two days, and Tina, of course, tested positive. So. Yeah. No, that seems like such a, an interesting service to me, and it was something that I considered doing, and I kind of am kicking myself that I didn't because I paid out the ass for a necropsy. It was like almost $200. I know. I can't believe that. And then, you know, and that was the state extension option too. So in some states will do them for free or for like under 100 bucks. So I was like shocked because I – I was looking at the prices for large animals, so like a farmer, maybe if they have a lot of disease going on in their flock, it was like five, six hundred dollars for oh like Lord. a large animal, and it's like how how can that how can a normal person do that? Like oh, I was impossible. fortunate, yeah, I was fortunate enough that I had the money in savings, but that's not like what I was saving for, <laughs> right? You were saving for something fun, exactly. Yeah. But, man. yeah, so that's what I, I really appreciate you sharing that option, too. So how did you get the blood sample from Tina? Um, well, that's a good question. I, I actually ended up getting, um, you know, just those cotton sterile swabs that you would use, like, at a medical office that you put in the tube. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, used one of those, and what I did is I used, you know, a little nail clipper, and I clipped Tina's toenail, you know, a little bit too short to where it bled, and then I got a blood sample that way. And okay. just put it in the tube, filled out their little form, um, you know, with payment and sent mm-hmm. it off. And then in two days, I had an email saying, you know, Merrick's positive. Oh, so, wow. Two days. Yeah, it was very, very fast. I was I was shocked. And uh, so wow. it came back. But it was good because this was mid. Um, she was ill. She had the neck, her mm-hmm. neck issue going on, which honestly, um, as far as that goes, I think she has permanent issues um, from this whole thing. But that being said so that was that was during this whole process so when it came back I was like praying that it was negative but right it was not but then in that in the same sense at least I knew I tried to take the positive from it and just say well now I know why my other ones were passing away I had no clue what was going on and uh now I know so now I'm just trying my best to be proactive and keeping them as healthy as I can Um, the thing with Merrick's is at least from what I've researched and I've spoken with a few veterinarians about it as well, just to pick their brain and, you know, there just doesn't seem to be a cure 
for it. There's no mm -hmm. proof that anything cures it. Um, and once one has it, your flock has it, you know, as right. far as being a carrier. And um, so everyone in your flock is yeah, a carrier. Did, did you send out a blood test for everybody else in your flock or? No, I didn't. And um, that's funny because I was thinking, you know, I wonder if later on maybe I should just run another one just to see what's going on. Um, just because I'm curious, but mm -hmm. um, from what I was told is that, and from the rest of them passing, they were all together. So they said, from the the veterinarian I talked to as well, she had mentioned that you know once one has it, the others are carriers, um, and that they don't necessarily get the symptoms of it. So just because they are a carrier of it, doesn't mean that the cell will ever activate. If that makes sense. Right. Yes. So, yeah, so they're carriers that don't present the symptoms yeah, so of Merrick. So symptoms. they get to live their happy chicken lives exactly, without ever showing it. any of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, that you know, it just depends on, you know, what you're having your chickens for. Um mm -hmm. mine are pets and that's you know what I have them for. So for me, like an off the option of culling your you know, culling is that the right word? Culling? Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing that to your entire flock over this was just not really an option for me, though. I got many messages saying you should probably do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it would still be in your coop, though, and on yeah. your land. Yeah. It's so, still there. like, if you called your whole flock, you'd have like a really long waiting period and mm -hmm. you'd probably have to like burn everything down that they yeah, had. Yeah, I'm like, I practically. Like, have in to... order to make sure that you didn't have merricks. Yeah, right. it's just so, so widespread, I guess. And then, you know, if even if it does clear up on your land, doesn't mean that another bird can't walk on next door and walk right over. And then you yeah. have Right, again. yeah, because birds like shit wherever they want to. So. <laughs> Damn rats, I swear. They drive me crazy. Oh, Lord. But yeah, so it's just been an, uh, just a little, a little battle. But I don't know. I've decided for my own flock and my own preference, just try to keep everyone as healthy as I can and give them you know, their little lives as best they can. And that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I've actually had somebody reach out to me and say, don't feel bad if it is Merrick's because if they're, there are veterinarians that will say if you have air in your coop, you probably have Merrick's because yeah. it's that yeah. widespread. Yes, I heard this. Yeah. So maybe that may or may not be true. Maybe in some areas of the United States, it's more prevalent than others. That could be. Um, but you know, it's just it's just that easy to catch. So it's it's a big deal, obviously, because it affects the health of your flock. Um, yes. But it's not a big deal in the way of it's your fault because it's just Correct. that simple. Yeah. So I think, I think that's just kind of the takeaway is you know it's not really anybody's fault. You just do the best you can. And that's it. Shit happens. So. <laughs> that's exactly that is exactly <laughs> Literal how shit, shit does happens. happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> and you do. I think uh, you know a lot of uh, these flock owners they do feel really bad about you know what goes wrong. I mean I felt terrible. I was in tears and I was mm -hmm. thinking, my God, I've done something wrong. You know. But there just is nothing you can do, and it is so widespread, you know, especially, I know for sure here in Arizona, um, from what I've talked to there, it seems to be an epidemic of it. It's just going around oh. everywhere. So I'm like, my guy, I know I told my husband jokingly, I'm like, we just got to burn it all and move. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you're crazy. So that's just, you know, it's important for people to know that, you know, it's not... It's not necessarily a death sentence, though there mm -hmm. were many deaths. It's just, right. I think at some point, maybe the weak ones kind of go out and, or at least I'm hoping that's the case, but yeah, it mean, seems okay. From what we've um, sort of learned as we've gone through this process is that because Merrick's is so prevalent, um, the resistance to it has sort of been bred into some flocks you know some chickens just naturally don't show the signs of it so yeah. like the more that those chickens continue to reproduce uh like the more likely it is that you have more birds and you're a flock that are resistant to merricks well see that's 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 positive news for people that you know want to keep on adding to your flock because yeah then, keep on chicken keeping yeah keep on chicken keeping mm -hmm. no. I know because I struggle with that too um I know we had just gotten to a point actually when this all kind of came to a head where everyone was starting to lay their eggs or you know I had some layers but then the silkies were laying their eggs now which again might have brought it on because it says egg laying is stressful and that could have started the whole 
process is because it happened. Tina had just started laying her eggs. Then this whole thing happened with her. So I don't know if that's necessarily what did it, but I don't know. But it it was it was kind of a, I guess a just a crappy situation because you you know you had your 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 flock where you're like okay I'm gonna um, have some more. We got our rooster. We're gonna have babies. We, you know I had high hopes of maybe you know selling them or you yep. know keeping them. And now that's you know I I wouldn't do that now because of mm-hmm. the risk of spreading it. But it definitely was definitely a humbling experience knowing you really just can't control what's going on. Right. Going on. Exactly. Well, and now that you have Merricks in your flock, have you expanded your flock at all since then? Like with birds that are vaccinated against Merricks? I have not actually. Um, Right now I've just, I did expand my, my flock as, as as far as I've gotten three new ducklings, um, but not chip, but, but the ducks, I guess, can't catch Merrick, so that's kind of why I right. went that route. Yep. But um, I haven't gotten to the point where I wanted to add to my chickens because I just kind of want to see where everyone's at and make sure I have them up to par. And Tina still has quite a bit of issues that I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with her, and I just don't, I just don't feel right quite adding to them yet if I don't know what exactly right. I'm going to do. And then there's so much conflicting information on vaccinating and um although I probably would end up doing that route I'm not sure yeah right. it's a tough decision to make yeah that's the one thing that we've discovered as we've been doing research on it <laughs> right. yeah it's just you know yeah. everyone has kind of their own little I don't know I just have I haven't figured out which way I'm gonna go with it yet so I'm just kind of waiting waiting and watching and it's tough too because so much of the research that's done for chickens is in light of the commercial use of chickens as egg producers or meat producers and it can be like decades old because they're like oh yeah if it's Merrick's like the eggs are fine to eat and da 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 because that's that's all they care about not this is my pet and I eventually want more pets of the same variety so can I have pet chickens yeah (laughs) right so like what is the best approach to adding to a flock should I burn everything down and wait a year should I do can I add them if they're vaccinated you know it's just really tricky but I did hear you say that you do vitamin therapy so what is that um well for for instance with um Tina's neck anyway for her she's kind of different I have her going on a different regimen than the rest of the flock just because she still has these little wry neck symptoms so mm-hmm. on her she does um, uh, vitamin e b12 and selenium so that the selenium i guess helps their bodies absorb the vitamin e mm-hmm. um, so i do have her on that um, you can also use like the polyvisol without um, iron without iron did i say yeah, um, polyvisol. Yeah, that's a um, that's the children's vitamins yes, the that children's are in the vitamins. little droppers that you can pick up like at your Walgreens or whatever your oh, local pharmacy is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I had some for the goats, um, oh, but good. I accidentally bought the one with iron, so I didn't get to use it on them. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I guess I guess that yeah, that one's you definitely want it without iron. So she'll have those, um, and then of course you know. This is the one um, that I was reached out. A lot of people gave me advice on, and they say that it, it worked for their flock. And, you know, for me, if Merrick's had no cure and Tina was definitely headed that direction, I'm like, what's what's the harm in doing all I can? So mm-hmm. I went with this option. But um, I don't know if you've heard of colloidal silver. Colloidal yep. silver. That and it's St. John's wort. Um, it's had another name to it, but... Those I will um, give one, you know, I'll switch them off every four hours or just every couple days at this point I'm doing, but with her. The rest of my flock, um, and they say, and with the colloidal silver, I don't know for sure, you know, I haven't done another test or anything on her to make sure, but um, even in, it's even in like the chicken um, handbook book as well. Um, that, that a lot of people will use that in their flocks. And some people are swearing that it's shrunken, you know, tumors caused by Merrick's or or stuff like that. And I don't know for sure if it does or not, but um, I hmm. am giving it just to make sure it can't harm her. So I don't see 
Right. Um, yeah. Why not give it a try? And she's still here. So, <laughs> and it, it was. So you must be doing something right. Yeah. And yeah, she, it, you know, it was very touch and go. She was, it was not good at all. So I, I didn't expect her to make a turnaround. Um, and she did. So I'm, I'm hoping that that's what I added to the whole regimen that did help. Um, I don't know if it'll help everyone, but it definitely helped, uh, I guess, our situation. Um, as far as the rest of my flock, um, I just make sure, you know, I try to keep them as stress-free as possible, you know, as far as like, for instance, this heat um, lately has been huge on everyone's flocks, it seems like. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm constantly out there just making sure they have their ice treats or, you know, iced waters, uh, you know, making sure that they're, you know, sometimes I'll hose down their, their coops just to make sure that it's cooler. Um, I added plants around it to add more shade. Um, just things like that for them. Um, and then, of course, I'll put like, you know, oregano in there, mm -hmm. water, so, you know, every, I don't know, once a week I do these little, I kind of switch them off throughout the week. Um, oregano, and then I'll do electrolytes. I just kind of throw these things in their water here and there. So I just kind of just been doing that sort of thing for them. And so far, you know, everyone seems to be doing okay. I haven't lost any. Uh, for, uh, it's been a few months now, so I'm hoping that what I'm doing is working. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good though, because yeah, I, I mean, obviously my flock has something different, but we're, we lost one, when was it? Like it was this past week and it was one that had been sick and then got better and then got sick again. So it can be touch and go. So I'm really hoping like that was the last one Yeah. because they were all in like the same brooder space when they were young and with avian leukosis it can pass um to chick to chick when they're very young but after that you're fine okay um, so your other ones wouldn't have it it's just the ones that were nearby each other well it's a little tricky because they can get it through mating once they're oh. bigger so if they're like a carrier they can pass it along so everybody's like call all your roosters well i'm not necessarily okay with that we already had to call some anyways because we had too many. Yeah. And now that I don't know who has what and I can't afford to just test everybody. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, it's just I had to get in the mindset of it's the best thing for the flock as a whole. And just we had to call a, quite a few of them, which yeah. was it just feels like such a waste. But I wouldn't want to take the risk of, in, you know, infecting somebody else's flock. Correct. Yeah. You know. Like, I, I couldn't sleep well at night with that. I can sleep better knowing that they had a painless death over I'm inflicting pain on somebody else's flock because I couldn't do the right thing. Correct, so, yeah. I know it, it's it, such it's, a hard it's thing. It's not, no, it's, it's not easy at all. You know, even just making the choice to say, okay, I'm going to let everybody live even though they might get this disease. That's not necessarily an easy thing either. But because you found something that works and you're giving them a fighting chance, it just makes sense to not necessarily do the quote unquote easy thing of just calling everybody and trying to work through it. So yeah. kudos to you for like doing your research and just trying because oh, some well, people would just give that. up. Yeah. I yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a learning process and it's just been a really... It's been, you know, there's been days where I'm like, okay, everything's going good. And then there's other days where I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's yep. falling apart. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. funny because you, I told my husband this too, it's you, you picture, you know, you, you want to buy a farm and you want to have your little, you know, perfect little, you know, animals running around your yard. And even, I, I didn't expect chicken keeping to be so strenuous if that makes, makes sense yeah no, that totally makes them. sense yeah and you, it's funny because I'm like those little I love those little buggers and they're just so funny and you know even just like free ranging you're like oh my god I didn't even realize there were hawks in the sky and now I'm like constantly like where are the hawks you know? <laughs> right yeah oh yeah. it's just so funny you just don't <laughs> those darn hawks Oh man. Well, and I think that's sort of like the new wave of what I've been seeing like uh, like on we spend so much time on Instagram. I feel like we talk about it an awful lot. Um <laughs> but like and one of the reasons why we do this podcast is like when I decided to move across the country and like homestead, 
I was only following those accounts where like everything was always like hunky dory and everybody always lived and like nobody ever got sick and nothing bad ever happened. So like when my first chicken got sick, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, (laughs) (laughs) this isn't supposed to be happening to me. This is supposed to be easy and fun. And my life is supposed to be like this magical place filled with farm animals. That's it. And that's yeah. Like you're Cinderella or some (laughs) shit. I'm Cinderella (laughs) surrounded by chickens instead of. Instead of like the mice and the little songbirds dressing her. (laughs) My goats are making my beds and my chickens are doing my dishes. (laughs) Well, it's so true. It's just so funny how, you know, that's just how you picture these things. And it's, it's so much more, more work than that. It's fun, but you're like, my gosh, I didn't realize so many, so many things can actually go wrong in a second. (laughs) Yeah. And I find that it's super worth it to like, I wouldn't have ever made any different decisions, like knowing what I know now, this is still like the life that I wanted to live. Mm -hmm. Um, But part of that is because I think I knew in the back of my mind that like, I mean, I've always had dogs and I've had dogs with health problems of like varying degrees. So I was always under, I I always knew that animals could get sick and they needed care when that happened. So I think most people do really like know that in the back of their head. It's just that like with a chicken, there's not, not every place has a vet that treats chickens. Mm -hmm. So you're really reliant on like your chicken community to help you. Yeah, that is, that's interesting that you bring it up, um, that whole not having a vet because it's, it's very common how many people actually don't have them um, nearby. So it it has been really nice. And it's amazing how much, how much knowledge the people, the IG people have like that they mm-hmm. reach out and they're like try this try this and you're like wow I would have never even known to do that so it's pretty it's just pretty awesome that you can you have that resource to reach out to absolutely yeah like we'll complain sometimes about like how some people are kind of a-holes or stuff like that but oh, it's yes. like there's a reason that we're still on there because the good does outweigh the bad or the annoying it's just human nature to focus on the negative yes So you're right, though, to point that out, that everybody is always quick to come, at least even just share their condolences or say sorry, because they've been there to some degree. Most people have had a sick chicken or have lost a chicken or some kind of farm animal. So they know that, like, if I go over to Facebook, where it's just mostly people that I know, they're not going to give an F that I lost a chicken. They're going to be like, why are you so upset? Why are you worried about a chicken? chicken. (laughs) I ate chicken nuggets for dinner last night. Like, just cook it. It's fine. (laughs) You're like, no, that was my pet. It's like like a dog, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a dog or a cat when, you know, when that's the intention. Like, Bev's done meat birds, and she knows how to separate, you know, these are meat and these ones are my pets. And she wouldn't eat her pets necessarily. No, I would never eat my pets. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny how you you can, you have to, you separate, you you know, separate them out so you know what you compartmentalize or whatnot. Yeah, my brain was totally compartmentalized. Like, I didn't name them all individually. All of their names were nuggets, so that was what they were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I I couldn't even think of eating these particular chickens. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. And and Tina is just so damn cute, too. Like, she won... I did a the giveaway with Grubbly and the Little White Coop a couple months ago, and Tina just stole the show, man. Like, you oh, I remember creative, that. Creative <laughs> oh, pictures. it was so cute. My little hitchhiker. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was not that long after that that um, she came down with all of her her yeah. issues. I couldn't believe it, but I, and that just goes to show you, it's like that week, you know, she was completely normal, and then the next right. week, you're like, what the heck? So, you know, I guess that's just part of it. Just gotta, gotta make best with what you got going on. But she's, she's doing good. I mean, she's still, I'm still treating and I, I honestly don't know what the outcome of this whole situation is going to be for her because after all, I, I guess in the back of my head, I have to know that there, there may not be a cure because that's what everyone is saying. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have to process that in your brain and know that, you know, maybe someday, you know, the time will be up. But I'm just not quite ready for that. And I'm just going to keep I'm going to keep on right going yeah. with it. So and at least you'll know you did absolutely everything you could to give her 
you know, the quality of life she deserves and that you fought for her. And she's fighting, too. Yeah, she is. Know. She's a she's a trooper, and she, I don't know, she's just, you know, like, it ha- I was telling, um, it's actually been a, a little bit heartbreaking for the kids because, of course, now that we've kind of got the flock, I mean, unfortunately, literally every favorite one has passed away. Um, oh, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, and, of course, it's my daughter's chickens that are mm-hmm. passing away. So each one, they just... You know, they were heartbroken over. So I'm like, yeah. Tina, you have to make, you have to be here. <laughs> so, you know, everyone's just yeah. kind of pulling for her. So she's, she's doing her best. And now she's kind of, um, you know, we've kept her, kept her away from the flock so long that now she's kind of, you know, she's gone rogue. She's on her own. So she's with us Aww. all the time. <laughs> she's with us all the time. And, you know, the dogs, uh, when they come in at night, the dogs will sleep and, Tina nestled nestles in right right in between the dogs now, so that's kind of where oh that's oh, adorable. Where <laughs> I took a I took oh we have a Great God. Dane, and uh, the first time <gasps> she did it, he kind of looked at me like, "What the heck is she doing?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's going crazy. The chicken's crazy. So that was kind of funny, but now he just kind of lays there. He knows she's gonna cruise on over every oh, night. Oh, that's so, so cute. That's <laughs> kind of a fun little little thing that she's doing that's right now. So adorable. <laughs> Well, oh my God. one of the other really fun things that you do with Tina is you attach those little bows into oh, her hair. Yes. Can you describe on a podcast how you do that? Or is that something that requires well, like visuals? I don't know. I mean, you know what I use is just, you know, little girls hair bows, uh, little, mm. the tiny ones with a clip on the back. And that, that's all so they So they're are. little bows with a clip. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, Target, Walmart, you know, what, whatever, make your own. Um, and, you know. Some of them used to be my daughter's little bows that they outgrew and they didn't want anymore. So I just used them. And I was like, oh, I wonder if she'd let me do it. But, you know, each chicken is different because she was just, she's just such a mellow little gal. So she would just really let me do whatever I wanted. So she would just sit there and I would just, you know, kind of bunch her little hair or, you know, her little fluff, (laughs) her little floof into my hand, make it small and just kind of clip the just clip the bow in I don't know if that really makes sense but she was just so easy that it was just simple to kind of do it now if I try to put a bow on my other silky um she she won't have it she's not feeling it (laughs) she's like you're insane so not every silky can wear a bow I don't know yeah I'm thinking not because she's she's special but yeah I'll have to I'll see if she'll let me do it again but I have I've been kind of giving her a break on her bows since the whole the whole incident but I tried yeah. to do one the other day, actually, on um, Virginia, our other one, and she was like, hell no, I am not. <laughs> <laughs> she is just spunky, so that didn't work out, but I know. Oh, it's too cute. Well, we do like to ask all of our, our guests if you have any funny or weird farm stories you gave us a cute little tidbit there with the bow stuff but is there anything else that stands out to you since you've started keeping chickens that's like really funny or weird gosh you know I feel like oh that's funny I when you're on the spot it's hard to remember but I remember (laughs) like you know just everything actually I feel like every single day something ridiculous happens where you're like what the (laughs) heck is going on in this house like um well like for instance yesterday this happened it's um tina i have her i put her out in the garden every day in the morning and she so she can kind of walk around and do her stuff she likes to me to fill up the um sunflower area with water and she kind of plays in the water and um so i do that for her in the morning so i put, put her out there well yesterday i was sitting at the table having a cup of coffee with my husband and um I look outside and the, this huge hawk landed in the garden on the fence. Right. Oh and, I mean, he's looking right at her. I don't know how he didn't see her, but I freaking panicked and I'm like not wearing, you know, outdoor clothes. So I, but anyways, you should see, I think. Were you wearing any clothes? I was wearing some clothes. Okay, good. I, I was in fact wearing some clothes, but my neighbors probably thought I was a psychopath and I don't even think I had shoes on. But um, I ran, I hauled butt all the way over there, and, you know, luckily it chased off this hawk. But 
the point I was just I just it was just so funny because you you don't expect you're not ready for these things so honestly I could have been stark butt naked and I probably still would have ran out there <laughs> to stop this darn hawk and so yeah I guess those things happen a lot um the ducks are always doing something funny I mm. yesterday I walk out my door and there's like a five inch tarantula right to the right oh and just, I saw that yes and oh. I, and I did I saw that too oh just yeah it's crazy and then of course my dog tries to get it you know and then there's always the fun snake adventures where <laughs> you go in your coop and they're you're surrounded and you're like holy Jesus I am in flip-flops and <laughs> I have no business being next to this damn snake but you know stuff like that happens all the time Tina was actually attacked by a snake. I don't know if I told you guys. Oh, yeah. I saw that. I guess in hindsight, looking at it, it might look funny. But (laughs) at the time, it wasn't funny. But I was just like, holy crap, how is this happening to me? But I don't know, just little things like that. I don't know if it's as funny as I'm seeing it in my brain. But It's crazy. (laughs) I guess just unexpected stuff happens all the time. Or you have a chicken that jumps on you from out of nowhere, and you're like, what the Mm -hmm. hell? (laughs) You know? Like, I'm not a landing pad. (laughs) Yeah, so you're like, where did you even come from? And I know, like, you you use them, like grublies. If you, you bust that bag out, and you are, like, attacked. It's like a bunch of dinosaurs coming yeah. in hot and you're like Jesus you just like want to throw the bag so that yeah. it, you know. <laughs> I so, have thrown the bag yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing you know, and I haven't seen that with all you know all the chicken treats but they lose their damn minds when you get that bag out yeah <laughs> they recognize yeah. it now yes they do we, Bev, Bev and I have the grubbly like the tubs the five pound tubs oh yes they, yeah as our sponsors they sent us a couple of those oh, that's and awesome. It's like I bust that out and like freaking bandits doing keg stands off of it, oh, like trying to like yeah, like it's a party. <laughs> I mean, I don't really they're blame a little happy them. hour. No, I think I feel like every single animal, even it's not even like just the chickens, but all of them like attack that thing. My my goats will eat them too. It's kind of bizarre. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. My dogs try to get them. Um, and then you know, there's always the whole poop issue. That's always exciting when mm-hmm. you get. I don't think there's been a day where you're not pooped on at some point. Yeah, uh, or all stepping of my clothes in it. have stepping some sort of poop in it. Yeah. Yes, and can we talk about duck poop? Like I did not realize the amount. Oh, of duck poop. poop. Oh. They're adorable, but they are messy yes. as all get out. They like, sure are. Yes. <laughs> and we have we have like ten ducks now. Well, ten regular sized ducks, and then we have like six call ducks or five six call ducks. So they're small, oh. but those little those little guys just shit all over the place too. It's nuts. Yeah, and then you know that's you know they poop everywhere, but they're like they want to come right up to the door and just poop all over. <laughs> like oh good, so like don't. Don't forget about me. I'm going to leave my mark here yeah. for you, Mom. So the next time I chase a hawk with no shoes on, you bet your butt I'm going right right through duck poop. Oh, All yeah, right. absolutely. Well, I like, wonder if it's like an exfoliant, though, or something. I mean, there's got to be some sort of something to it, right? Oh, I hope so. Mud masks, anyone? Yeah, maybe. Ew. <laughs> I wanna, oh, duck shit on your face. Oh. <laughs> no, we'll that just, sounds we'll like it would be keep awful. It. On the feet. Yeah, On the yeah. feet. We'll do a feet, feet mask. A feet rub. Yeah. Feet, yeah, feet scrub. Well, I was going out um, to go bowling with some friends a few weeks back, and I picked up one of my friends that lives in my town. I live like 30 minutes from the nearest place to go do anything. So whenever I go do something, I always try to like bring people with me. That way we can all like, like go together. And she got in the truck, and she's like, something like smells like poop. And I'm like, oh, that's oh. got to be me. And I jump out, and sure enough, I had like stepped in like a pile of goat poop or something. My goats were scouring at the time. So oh. there was like goat diarrhea on the bottom of my Birkenstocks. And Gosh. I was like, yep, that's a good way to break these things in. <laughs> that's going to happen. Shit happens. Yeah. yeah. So I like ran over to her grass and rubbed my feet in them and rubbed them off. I'm like, all right, we're good. She's like, okay, <laughs> if you say so. Goodness. Hashtag farm life. Yeah, yes. pretty much. She does not live on a farm, so. Oh, my oh. gosh. But see, that's another reason I love the Instagram community, too, is because, like, they get it. And we can share things on there that normal people, quote, unquote, normal people. <laughs> they just don't get. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. I tell it, I tell uh, family members like, "Oh, this happened today," and they'll be like, "You are crazy." And then you tell yeah, other people, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, that happens to me all the time." I'm like, I know I'm not crazy. 
No, you just have to know your audience. That's what <laughs> yeah. it comes down to. That's it. That's it. I know it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us and talk with us. And Oh, gosh. I like, appreciate you guys even asking. So much fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just knew we had to have you on um, because you're honestly one of my favorite Instagram accounts. So oh, that's like, nice. Thank you. Kind of fangirling a little bit. Oh, so we it. hope more people will... <laughs> Go check you out because I I love the stuff you post and how open you are with just everything. Well, I um, appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah, you're welcome. And then, you know, if you if anyone you know or you guys need me to, you know, write down all the stuff that I'm I'm doing or whatnot. If you if the names don't line up or make sense, I can send that over to you guys. But I do I really appreciate you guys reaching out and having me on. It was super fun. Oh, it was super great to have you. And, you know, um, I'll have you send me over the dosage info for the different vitamins, and okay. I'll include them in the show notes for people um, and links to vitamins so okay, that people good. can give that regimen a try if they're dealing with the same thing. Um, you know, obviously, none of us are vets. I was just so... going to say, I would, yeah. Like to, yeah. I would like to point out that I am not a doctor in any way. This is just yeah. This is just like anecdotal experience, um, which I feel like farming has been sort of anecdotal experience from the beginning. Um, So I I feel comfortable sharing that information. And obviously, if anybody's not comfortable trying it, they don't have to. Like, yeah, yeah, then there's no guarantees. But if you want to give it a try, if you have a chicken or a flock with Merix and you want to see if this can try to improve it, we'll give you the information that we learned today. So perfect. That's my disclosure. (laughs) You are clear. (laughs) Do not sue Drink and Farm. We don't have anything. (laughs) Or Country Fried Tina. Or Country Fried Tina. I was going to say, can we include me? Because I can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. None of us have anything worth taking. We promise. There is nothing I'm going to give you. (laughs) But I do. I do appreciate it. Well, thanks for listening, guys, to this episode um, with Country Fried Tina. I'll have links to her Instagram account in the show notes so that you can go check her out. And we highly encourage you to go check her out if you aren't currently following her um, because it's so great to get to know an Instagrammer that's so honest with what they're experiencing. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And if you're not already following us, you can follow us at Drink and Farm on Instagram, too. And we like to use the hashtag drink and farm when we are safely drinking and farming. No driving heavy machinery while you're drinking. Please and thank you. (laughs) Well, bye, guys. Bye.